Welcome to Growth Island, your go-to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business, general health, and life's bigger mysteries. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, I got a living legend. He is one of the masters and fathers of breathwork. He has been traveling the world and taught more than 150,000 people. 150,000 individuals he's impacted directly through teaching. And then he's been, he's been writing more than nine books. There's been bestsellers around the country. He's been translated to a lot of different uh, languages. So, uh, and then he's also the breath coach for Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, for those listening out there that know him, and dozens of athletes, Navy SEALs, and so on. The list goes on. I could do a full podcast just telling uh, this guy's history. So I got uh, Dan Poulet in today. Dan, thank you so much for joining. My pleasure. Thank you. So Dan, you are the master of breath work. Well, we should all master something, and I'm basically lazy, and so I wanted to pick something that was easy and natural, (laughs) and I'm a big believer in the basics. I'm a big believer that the simplest things are always the most powerful. The basic things are always the most important, and breath is the quintessential example of something obvious and basic and simple, and we tend to overlook it. We tend to underestimate it, and so I just, it's been my passion. It's been my profession. It's been my obsession. And, uh, you know, when you love what you do, time flies and everything, the universe kind of lines up with you and you know you're on the right path. And uh, so, yeah, I'm a missionary for the breath. And um, my, my, my love is turning people on to how we can use the breath, apply it consciously for health, for growth, for change, for deepening connection to nature, for venting stress, for accessing internal healing energies, creative energies. It's the Swiss army knife of life, and it's mm. about time we get it out of the box and play with it and see what we can do with it. <laughs> yeah, perfect. So I just attended one of your sessions as well. <clears throat> Super interesting how we talked about all these different ways of breathing. Because people that know about breathwork might have heard about Wim Hof, and I attended uh, one of his events. He, of course, knows a lot of different ways of breathing, but there's a big focus on this one way of breathing. Mm -hmm. But you teach a lot of different ways. Yeah, well, because if you're an artist, don't you want more than one color on your palette? I mean, if you can create, sure, there's one beautiful color with sorts of shades and textures and varieties, but what can you do if you have a dozen colors on your palette? And so, yeah, I'm a a big believer. I'm like the Bruce Lee of breathing. You know, you take from this master, you take from that master, and you kind of create something, a combination. Some schools, that's not allowed. You know, you got to stay true to the tradition, to the teacher, to the system. But um, I I like being out of the box. And I think, especially for breathing, it's necessary. Because what works for me, something might different, you might need. And... uh, and, you know, people stay away from me by the thousands, even though I've reached a lot of people. So sometimes, you know, you hear something from one person and you really get it. You might have heard it a dozen times, 
but you suddenly get it because it was given in a certain way or you approach it a certain way and aha. So I like to come at the breath from as many different angles and approaches as possible and just trusting that something's going to click. If people play with their breath, something clicks. Mm. So what makes someone like Anthony Robbins or some of the biggest athletes come approach you and be like, how do I learn how to breathe? Well, Tony literally, um, I had worked with his son, Jarek, and I guess Jarek went home and told his dad about me, and Tony called me up. I mean, you know, like, you know, hey, this is this Dan Brule? Yeah, this is Tony Robbins. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Come on, who is this really? And so, but I mean, he's, you know, he's a student of life. Yeah. The guy's a saint in a suit. He's just devoted to learning and growing and what's our maximum potential. And basically said, hey, man, I know you've been studying the breath for like 40 years. I want to pick your brain. I I know enough that I haven't been able to focus on one thing like that for 40 years. And so I think you can save me a lot of time and trouble. And he was right. And, <laughs> and he's very good at parlaying a little simple adjustment into a huge advantage. And so high performers like that, it's really fun because... You just do a little tweak, a little something, and boom, it makes such a huge difference because they've already done so much work on themselves. Mm. So what are some of the improvements you can do with breath work? Like what are some techniques or special focus areas? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, everything from, you know, getting rid of headaches, it's a no-brainer for the whole stress, anxiety, PTSD, uh, that, you know, mindfulness practices, So the breath work has all those benefits to make changes and that stuff. But it's like, um, you know, if we suddenly woke up and discovered that we had another limb Mm -hmm. growing out of our arms and we out of our back and we never knew it was there and we suddenly discover it and you start to see all the cool things you can do that you couldn't do before. So, you know, when we... When we approach the breath in a certain way, when we play with the breath in a certain way, we unlock certain abilities. And um, and everybody's unique. It's not like a cookie stamp approach, you know. There are fundamentals. And, you know, you have a belly button, I have a belly button. And so <laughs> breathing is going to have certain predictable results. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the best, the, the, the greatest benefits to me are the spiritual benefits. Mm. You know, is and and, and uh, sure you can get rid of your headaches with breath work. You can you know, do all kinds of things, but you can also connect to your heart's grandest desire. You can reconnect to your source, your center, your purpose, your mission. And so you know what? What's your highest aspiration? What's your highest spiritual thought? What's the What's your sense of a maximum potential? And then let's get created and find a way that the breath can support, enhance that, activate it. That's it. And what could be a way of doing that? <clears throat> what could be a breath work or technique? <sighs> yeah, everything starts with awareness. Mm. Just not even breathing in any certain way. Just becoming more conscious of your breath at different times, in different moments, during different activities. Becoming conscious of something or at a time when you were unconscious, creates all kinds of new possibilities. I mean, awareness is like, awareness cuts like a knife. Awareness blasts through problems and issues. If there's a big hole in the ground and I'm not aware of it, I fall into it. Simple awareness keeps me safe, gives me shortcuts. So I start with breath awareness and I encourage everybody, just become more aware of your breathing, more conscious of your breathing, more intimate, more 
conscious of breathing habits and patterns and breathing reflexes and reactions and just start to toy with that mm. and experiment and play. And what you need next just kind of comes. Yep. You know, it's like if somebody, Tony, we talk, he talks, he calls it hunger, you know, and I call it readiness, right? So if you're ready, the next book you read is going to have an answer. The next mm. teacher you meet is going to set you free. The next technique you practice is going to work. It has something to do with the teacher, the technique of the book, but really it's about readiness. And if you're ready, whatever you do next is going to work. And breathing is something that's just right there, literally under our nose. And we overlook it and we underestimate it. And so if you're ready, just starting to play with your breath, you're playing with your awareness, you're playing with relaxation, you're playing with your energy, you're playing with structures, anatomy, immune system, cardiovascular system. So you're... you're you're lighting up a lot at mm. once. And uh, so everybody starts with breath awareness. And then you play with the parameters of breathing. I like that people breathe into their body, breathe down into the perineum, into the floor of the pelvis, get really good at breathing, sending the breath all the way down to really get into your body and awaken body intelligence, right? We have neurons in our intestines. How do you access that brain? Through the breath. Mm. We have heart intelligence. You breathe into your heart. You wake up heart intelligence. So now instead of just trying to make your way through life with just thinking your way through problems, you, you, you show up with intuition, with full body awareness, full heart awareness, and mind intelligence. You bring those three things together, and you're showing up in a way that you don't normally show up. And so there'll be solutions will be revealed. Things will happen that could never happen otherwise. Mm. And you talked at the <clears throat> at the seminar I was at very briefly about different techniques such as box breathing, the triangle, the circle, mm -hmm. and also the sigh of relief. Sigh of relief. Yeah. Something I'm going to practice a lot. It's not a technique. No. It's a natural response. Yeah. But when you do it consciously, you turbocharge its natural effect. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But can you say a few more words for people that didn't participate as I did? What are those ways and how? Yeah, well, when does a person normally take a sigh of relief? They take a sigh of relief when they're in pain, and then the pain goes away. And ah, for the first time, the breath could flow again. For the first time, there was ease and comfort in their body, and so the breath could expand. And you don't think about it in that moment. You were in pain, and the pain was locking up the breathing. The pain goes away. And you don't think about it. You don't make it happen. It's a natural response to a change in state. Same thing with fear and anxiety, right? So when you're afraid, it's like, ah, ah, ah. and when the fear passes, what happens? <sighs> There's that sigh of relief again. So my realization was, hey, if every time we go from a state of pain or fear to a state of no pain, no fear, this breath expresses itself, what if it's a two-way street? What if we start to use the breath on purpose, consciously? And sure enough, we can pump pain out of our system. We can vent stress and fear and release uh, anxiety. So, and a sigh is a very natural thing. You don't need to be taught how to do it. Everybody knows how to do it. The difference is you do it consciously. And you do it in moments when it really makes a difference. And that's the game. So I love, you know, it's nature hardwired this into us. That can't be an accident. It's got to be so, and mollusks 
yawn and sigh. And I, you know, I mean, everything's breathing. The universe, there was a big bang and they say someday there's going to be a big crunch and then there'll probably be another big bang again. And so existence itself is, is breathing. And uh, so it's no accident that when we begin to play with our breath, and get more conscious of our breathing, that things start to open up and light up and uh, shift in us. Mm-hmm. And you explain the triangle, <clears throat> such a simple concept, but yet such a powerful way to become aware of your breathing. It's a good place to start. The triangle breath is inhale, exhale, pause. Inhale, exhale, pause. And that's the natural breathing pattern. You'll see it in a dog, you see it in a cat, you see it in animals, and you see it in humans. And so if that's how nature has already hardwired us to breathe, that's a good place to start. You're not doing anything artificial. You're coming into harmony with your nature. And what a great way to start. Because if you start manipulating your breath and doing, it might help, but you might also just send yourself away from what's really natural for you in the moment. So I, the triangle breath to me, that's how nature hardwired us to breathe. Inhale, exhale, pause. And so we've got to make that pause a comfort zone. You just made a cosmic journey, inhale, exhale, yin, yang, positive, negative, male, female. And now you come home, you want to rest at home before you make that another journey. So it's a great way to start. It makes people conscious of their breath. Uh, and the way that they're choosing to breathe lines up with the way we were hardwired to breathe. So you're, uh, you're, you're harmonizing with your nature. <laughs> yeah. And you had something else which was very powerful that... <clears throat> some of the concepts that are so simple, you're like, why did I not think about that before? <laughs> the whole thing about whether you have intention or you relief. So when you breathe, intention, and then you relief, is relaxing. Can you say a few words about that? Yeah. That was very simple for me and yet so striking that I hadn't thought yeah. about it before. When we inhale, we're opening and expanding. As you're pulling in the breath, the breath is trying to make you bigger, side to side, front to back, top to bottom. So make yourself bigger, create space inside of yourself and the breath fills that space. So I have a mantra when it comes to breathing, open and expand, that's the inhale. And you're opening and expanding your mind, you're opening and expanding your body literally and the breath is already stretching you open so you're like on a horse and you're just in harmony with that horse. And then the second part is relax and let go. Lots of the things we're working on and trying to solve, maybe we just need to let them go. Maybe you don't have to work through it. You don't have to understand it. Just let it go. A lot of our issues and problems just requires getting good at letting go. So you teach yourself to let go of the exhale. And if you can get let go of the exhale, you can let go of pain. You can let go of anxiety. You can let go of negative thoughts. You can let go of habits and patterns. And uh, so we'll use the breath to learn this ability to let go quickly and completely. And so it is very basic. And, and everybody, you know, that's a spiritual principle. Let go, let God, surrender, go with the flow. But how do you actually put that into a practice? You, you express it and reflect it on the level of breath. And when you do it on that level, it trickles over to all the other areas of your life. You, you become more graceful if you... If you move into an elegant breathing pattern, you're in an elegant state, flowing state. Yeah. Hmm. And I read something about that, <clears throat> the toxins in our body. Yeah, 70% of our metabolic waste is eliminated through breathing. Just 3% through defecation, 7% through urination, 20% through perspiration. Hmm. That leaves the mother load of toxins 
to be released through the breath. So if you think, you know, having a good bowel movement and working up a good sweat from time to time is healthy, you got to think about breathing. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you get, so if we know that 70% come through our breathing, how can we optimize or make sure that we actually get those toxins out? Yeah. Rela <clears throat> awareness and relaxation, I think, are the two key ingredients that you have to blend into breathing, right? So... <sighs> exaggerating certain pleasurable elements of the breath. So, you know, when I make a fist, I'm blocking the circulation in my hand and I can see it when I open my fist, my skin is white. And then after a few seconds, the color comes back. So we know what tension does to circulation. Mm. Subtle emotional tension, psychological tension, little contractions, that interrupts the flow of subtle energy, prana, chi, ki, whatever you want to call it. And so the ability to relax is key to releasing toxins. Mm. So if I combine relaxation with breathing, the relaxation allows something to open. And I, I use the metaphor of ice cream melting in the sun. Uh, you know, I become a puddle on the floor. Mm. Imagine your body becoming a puddle. You want to relax so much that the spaces between your cells open up. Then when you breathe, the energy gets into all those cracks and crevices and it cleans stuff out. And if I'm physically relaxing as I'm exhaling, the breath is gonna take the tension out of my body. It's pretty cool. It's a skill that anybody can develop. It's, it's, an, it's an art uh, that you can really master. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the combination of, and if we're not aware of the places we're contracting and tensing, well, good luck trying to re relax them. But as soon as, if you're aware of where you hold tension, when you contract, when you tense up, and then you bring in the breath at that moment, and you're really good at letting go, wow, in just one breath, you can release a lot of accumulated stuff. Yeah. And how, how does it work? So you breathe and you think about sending the air to somewhere in the body. For well, someone coming from an engineering point of view, that can seem strange. There's, a, there's where you bring in the creative aspect, that we have creative abilities. What do I imagine? What's my intention? What can I visualize while I breathe? That makes things happen <laughs> that just breathing unconsciously and randomly wouldn't happen. So I have an intention I visualize something and I put passion into my breath and I'm actually giving expression to what my intention is. So if I want to be more peaceful, I get, what's a peaceful breath? Express peace with the breath. And we can do that without any training. We can just make it up. Okay, what's a peaceful breath? And nobody has to teach us, right? If I want to energize myself, We, you know, our intuition will guide us. If I need balance in my life, I balance my inhales and exhales. If I need to like raise my energy, I intuitively can imagine how to breathe to raise my energy. If I want to calm myself down, I intuitively know it's just a matter of practice. We just haven't applied conscious intention. And that's conscious breathing. The word, the mm. conscious part is key in there. And we're breathing all the time, but we're only conscious of our breaths and tiny fraction of the time and the more breaths that we make conscious uh the more abilities we seem to develop mm -hmm. and so what about the people working at offices way too many hours that suddenly don't doesn't come intuitive for them any longer like how to breathe to relax or how to get into you know <clears throat> most people work in offices i go into people's offices and look around in the room 
The only thing alive is the humans. Maybe there's a plant on the windowsill. They're surrounded by things that are not alive. They've cut themselves off from nature and they're stuck there all day. And it's like boiling a frog. We don't realize what we're missing until we reconnect to it. And we go, oh my God, you know, and so reconnecting with nature. And if you, if you're stuck in an office, you know, you've got to balance that with getting out on the water, getting into the forest, getting out in the air, getting moving. You have to balance that stuff. If you don't, you might get away with certain things for a while, but uh, you're going to be in catch-up mode after a very short time. And so, yeah, the simple things, connecting with nature, being barefoot, you know. I live in Mexico. Everything I see on my farm is alive, literally alive. I look at the ground and I'm seeing things that are growing. I look up in the air. I list everything I hear. It's animals. It's insects. It's it's birds. Everything I smell, it's alive. And exposing ourselves to that aliveness recharges our batteries like nothing. And so when you breathe in nature and you melt into nature, then I try to get people to get so good at taking a few breaths it's, they can accomplish more rebooting than a weekend in the Bahamas. Yeah. And you just spend, take a few breaths and you can rejuvenate and relax more than some people. You know, they, they plan the trip. It takes some hours to get there. They hustle. They're, they lay on the beach for a couple hours and they go home and they're, and they're tired than when they went on vacation. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> breathing simplifies a lot of things. It's amazing how something so simple has such a big impact. I think often we start to forget the simple things in life, such as breathing, nature, the feeling of being in the sun. Human connection. We know that the simplest things, the most basic things, are always the most powerful. Mm. And breathing is like a quintessential example of a simple, basic thing that is extremely powerful. Mm. Yeah. And now the Western science is starting to catch up as well. Finally, thank God. <laughs> I was a voice in the wilderness 40 years ago, you know, and ancient yogic techniques that, you know, we knew something was working, but you couldn't prove it. You couldn't show it. Now with technology, medical science, they're going, aha, the, the research on the vagus nerve. And, you know, up until just 20 years ago, You know, scientists thought 80, you know, they thought that's how the brain controlled the whole body. But 80% of this information is traveling from the body to the brain through the vagus nerve, not from the brain to the body. And when we breathe, we choose the signals we send to the brain. We activate the vagus nerve and all kinds of benefits to that. Yeah, I'm glad science medicine is catching up to some ancient kind of intuitive spiritual stuff. So we have... Meditation that have so much science now. We have breathing, we have sun, light, hypnotherapy is even starting to get more uh, research. Positive self-talk, yeah. auto-suggestion, yeah. Put that all together and you got yourself a major reboot. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the next thing that people are not talking about or that Western science haven't caught up with yet? Group flow. Yeah. Right. So we know about the athletes, individual athletes being in the zone and many athletes can just turn it on and they know the next level, I think, is group flow. Mm -hmm. How do teams and perform, you know, how do groups synchronize their energy and and take the group performance to the next level? Breath is is the upcoming key to that. 
You breathe together, you synchronize your breath, and you create an energetic connection. We take a SEAL team or any high-performance team, you lock arms, you literally breathe the same rhythm for a few breaths, and an interesting thing start to happen. You look at something, I have an urge to look there. <laughs> you feel something, and something in me kind of just got activated. It's like there's an energetic connection, an intuitive connection, a, a felt sense of uh, connection. And that, and in teams, that feeling of connection is really powerful and necessary. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I really think human connections are going to be... And I heard water as well. I know a professor that's looking more into water, but that's also connected to energy and the energy in water and between human beings and so on. Yeah. Yeah, water is a great conductor of energy, of electricity. And uh, we practice water breathing, warm water, cold water, moving in and out of the water, mm -hmm. meditating as we do. And, um, uh, you know, I belonged to the polar bear club for a long time. New Year's Day, we'd go and jump. But, you know, we used to just get hard, get tough, run in there, come up. But when you get a certain breathing rhythm going and you enter the water slowly, and as soon as your breathing gets disturbed, back up, smooth out the breathing, don't go any further, and use the breath as a gauge until you can literally relax into the cold water. That's very different than just toughening it up and going in. <laughs> and it has permanent long-term benefits. If you force yourself temporarily to just tolerate something, you'll get some benefit out of it, mm. but you're not going to change any, reset anything in your system. But if you relax into the water, and so, you know, we use that practice of just slowly, and I use circular breathing, like a wheel turning, and then we stop moving into the cold water. As long as the breath is smooth and flowing, you just keep going gradually in the water, but as soon as, soon as the breath gets jammed up or stuck, then back up a little bit, smooth it out again, and then go forward. And now you're starting to develop a different way of approaching life and getting comfortable with intensity is really important. Relaxing into intensity has remarkable benefits, that ability to re relax into intensity. And so we use nature. Cold water works great. It'll bring up real feelings that you can practice relaxing into those feelings and keeping your breath smooth and flowing during those feelings because it's what's happening inside of us that always stops us. It's not the other guy. It's not the external situations. It's how our system internally reacts. We play with that. And for some people, cold water might as well be a stone wall. They just can't get through it. And when you get through cold water, you'd be surprised at what else you can tolerate, comfortably deal with, situations that you're uncomfortable, used to stop you before, don't. Very useful practice of breathing and the elements, extreme, you know, the, there was a famous Russian, uh, Ivanov, who said, we, we avoid the extreme aspects of nature and we need to expose ourselves to them and get comfortable with them and that increases our comfort zone. And... Uh, Otherwise, we, our comfort zone gets narrower and narrower throughout life until, you know, you're one degree temperature too warm or cold and you're already trying to, like, adjust. You've lost your range of comfort. So we use breath and the elements, extreme, you know, aspects of nature, and we, uh, we grow. Mm -hmm. For someone who's not a morning person like me, <clears throat> what's, a, what's a good way of breathing in the morning? Yeah. So I went to Tony Robbins' event. He suggests one way of breathing, uh, <laughs> and I think uh, I found today that's not the one you recommend. Um, um, 
I like the, we call it sniff and poo. <laughs> it's actually a Sufi technique where you just do little, two shooting inhales and a sigh. And you'll energize yourself really quickly, but you're not overstimulating the sympathetic branch. So you're just charging and energizing yourself and, and the sigh of relief that follows each of those two sharp breaths keeps you in a very cool balance of relaxation, of calmness, and energizing. So I would, I, if I need to, I'd wake myself up that way in the morning. Two sharp inhales. And then I could aim them up into my head, down into my belly, into my heart. And on the exhale, just relaxing you're gonna you, you'll notice you'll be more alert you'll be more awake sniff and poo <laughs> sniff and poo <laughs> I'm gonna test that tomorrow am I lying in my bed or am I sitting up standing I'd sit up yeah yeah, yeah I'd sit sniff up. and poo pandiculation you know I mean all the animals after they've been sitting a while they do the little yoga stretching and stuff yeah. let your body know it's time to get moving yeah. and then sit up and just play with an activating breathing pattern yeah Yeah. I'm going to test that out. Where can people find out more about you? Ah, thank you. Breathmastery.com. Yeah. Breathmastery.com. And you can find us on Facebook also. But the website, breathmastery.com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where we can find several of your well, books. Videos and subscribe to the... I, I, pub, I published a monthly breath and breathing report mm -hmm. since June of 1976. I haven't missed a month. And so every month I publish another breathing report so you can subscribe the newsletter is free and there's videos to watch on the website and you can douse your way around and and get a lot of questions answered yeah and for people super interested in breathing you also have some breathing courses and yeah we have i do like deep immersion practices intensives i have a one-year practitioner training we do monthly on call like practitioner calls i call them first tuesday of every month and they In between, I do Skype coaching sessions. I give people assignments. Mm. In the back of my book, there's 21 lessons, 21-day challenge. Um, and so depending on who the person is, what they're interested in, you know, send an email. I can guide you if you want breathing for this or breathing for that. Um, you know, it's, you can tweak it and you can mm. you can uh, play with different techniques and exercises and meditations. And at breathmastery.com, you'll start to find a lot of them. Perfect. I'll make sure to put a link in the show notes as well. Thank you. So, Dan, thank, thank you. you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Island. Be sure to subscribe for more episodes on how to be the best version of yourself. And if you found this show helpful, then please leave us a review so more people will learn about the podcast or share with a friend who can benefit from it too. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.